this episode we talk about good and evil, commercials, and Julius Caesar. A user on Quora asked, is there such thing as good and evil? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess this, this, this deserves a, a bit of a longer. This is one of the most important questions uh, today. Absolutely, uh, dear friend that's asking us on Quora. Um, it's one of the most important things to think about in a person's life, whether there is good and evil. Before we even get to, I don't want to get into a philosophy uh, uh, talk about this. This could easily be an hour or ten hours. People spend a lifetime asking this question. Um, but in ten seconds, uh, is it important to even ask it? Uh, yes, because if, if, look, Human life can be directed by one of two things. One of the ways to live is to live by pursuing the maximum amount of, uh, you know, experiences and joys and pleasure, um, and that's called hedonism, maximizing your own pleasure. And it sounds good, but it's actually one of the most destructive ways to live. And people that live that way usually destroy everything around them, um, because human beings, without right reason, okay hence the show, without right reason to guide them and, and choose ethical decisions properly on the framework of good and evil, uh, without that framework, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's turning a human being into a brute, uh, into a monkey. And monkeys are, if you look at like nature shows, monkeys are pretty vile and they rip each other apart, they tear limbs off each other, they rape and pillage every day. And as the human beings, when they lose that sense of right reason, when they lose the sense of ethics, so it's it's one of the most important uh, pieces of, of pieces of certainty you have to have that there is a good and evil. And then the question is, um, where does good and evil come from? And when that question arises, we'll answer that as well. Another user on Quora asked, "What do you always notice and hate about TV commercials?" As a, as a person that works in media and in marketing, um, the, most, the most frustrating thing to me, well, there are two things, okay? The first thing I was gonna say was that um, the most valuable commodity in today's media landscape is authenticity. And that's where, they, that, that's where, the, where, where commercials lose the most because they have a 30 second artificial cutoff point which automatically makes them inauthentic to anybody younger than 55. Um, so that's just a mistake for any company to make an inauthentic feeling commercial. Uh, but the other part of it is they, they have the 30 second limit which, which prohibits them from any kind of storytelling. Um, it, and the few commercials that have done storytelling well, like a few Nike ads every now and then, like once every 10 years, there's like a legendary Nike ad that is incredible on TV. Uh, those have always been very, very well received and they've always boosted uh, the brand tremendously. So storytelling is the most important aspect of a commercial because most people, when most people in sales and marketing have a very short-sighted understanding of what sales and marketing is all about, so they want to sell and market to you. Whereas what you really want to do is, unless you have like a sale that you must push out there, most of the time what you want to do is build a brand 
or the entity, and you just don't build a brand with somebody, say like you want me to love something you do, if you're trying to, to sell me and take my money from me all the time, I'm just not going to be that receptive to you. So when you're trying to sell to somebody and push what you want to do and, and make them do something all the time, they will tune you out. Um, and so you're not getting the sale and you're not getting the brand, the brand building. And the only way to uh, sell well is having an amazing brand like Nike. And the way you get Nike to have the brand that it does, the way if you if you watched it for, for 20, 30 years, it's storytelling. So you need to have a lot of a lot of less pressure on yourself to sell if you're in marketing, um, a lot more leeway to be a storyteller, and then try to fit the storytelling in 30 seconds, which is almost impossible. A user on Quora asks, who are some historical figures wrongly portrayed in popular culture? One of my favorite questions. Um, well, I'll go with the classics. Um, it's, one, it's one of my favorite fields. Uh, if you think of um, somebody like uh, Julius Caesar, right? it's one of my favorite examples. Julius Caesar is the emperor, the first the first dictator of, of ancient Rome, um, and he's generally admired quite a bit, um, and even among classics, professors and books are written about him, how what an amazing leader he was, and yeah, if you read the Gallic Wars, which he wrote with his hands, we have his book 2,000 years later, uh, we can read it, um, it's, it's incredible the way he writes, but that book was written to make him look amazing, so he lived in a context of a republic just like ours. And after his death, the republic was, was gone and became a dictatorship, and that, uh, you know, a monarchy, essentially. Um, and just the idea of having a republic in ancient times is almost inconceivable, because we think of it as something super modern and super recent. We don't know the history of our own republic, both uh, sort of the larger English context, but especially the American context was deeply, deeply inspired and almost directly influenced by ancient Roman Republic. So you have people that are living in you know, 100 BC, 200 BC. By the way, I don't believe in BCE, but that's a different conversation. I, I, I use BC. Uh, so just the idea of, of someone living 2,000 years ago and having voting, having you know, parties, political parties, having elections, having people running for office, uh, and the idea that that existed and was, was very well functioning for hundreds of years, okay? America is, you know, a little over 200 years, and we're already kind of seeing the cracks in the fabric. The Roman Republic lasted for 400 years, 400 years. So Julius Caesar comes at the tail end of that, and he's the one that sweeps that away. He initiates and inaugurates the Roman Empire as it is known today. And was the first dictator, was replaced by the first imperator, Augustus. Um, so I, I, I pretty much hate Julius Caesar with all my heart. <laughs> but he's adored by a lot of people, and especially people in the classics that are professionals that should know better and that know a lot of you know Latin and Greek and they still love him. So it just shows you that just knowing ancient languages doesn't qualify you from being a great judge of people. But not only was he bad for, for, for destroying the Republic, but um, 
he, you know, he was just a killer. He would kill people. He didn't like. He would assassinate. He would lie. He was pretty much the most impious, literally impious, uh, person in that in the ancient classical Roman Empire era, classical Roman Republic era, um, and he was even criticized for being impious. Back, this is this is in sort of the traditional Roman religion. Um, like Cicero and Cato would, would deeply criticize Caesar for just being a person that had the appearance of, of piety and devotion to higher principles. But in fact, he was quite manipulative in everything he did. And he would create an impression of piety to get people to love him, and then he would take, you know, you know, take advantage of them and manipulate them. So if you want to revile people uh, that should be reviled but are admired currently, Caesar is one of the one of the, the worst people, and uh, we should be all of us should be anti-Caesars. And any any impetus that is pushing our country, all of our culture, to more dictatorship should be resisted. We should be uh, advocating, advancing, celebrating people that have been champions of the Republican mindset, lower our Republican, um, you know, democracy, free elections, that kind of stuff. And uh, so we should all know. Uh, everyone should know, even if you don't. In know anything about Latin or Greek, you should all know names like Cato and uh, Cicero. And I went on a, a little bit of a tangent, but but Cato is Cato is an incredibly important person, and there was a play written about his life called Cato in the 1700s. Um, and when the American soldiers in the first year of the Revolutionary War were in the Valley Forge, and these you know these boys are they had no shoes in the freezing, like the, the harshest winter on record, and they're freezing the limbs off. And General Washington orders the play Cato to be performed and acted by the soldiers. And it's so inspiring about liberty and freedom and truth and justice that despite their limbs being frozen off, they perform it. You know, someone acts as Cato, someone acts as this and that. And it so inspires them that they, plus with other, other help, they go on to win the war. So people like Cato, who are not known anymore, completely forgotten, have to be known by everybody. And people like Caesar, whom everybody knows about, should maybe be more forgotten. All right, well, that's it for us today. Episode 4. Can't wait until it's episode 400. Um, this is an incredible time to be alive. I'm glad for the opportunity to do these shows. All of us should be doing more media. Um, I'm learning to be better at this. I'm by no means an amazing speaker, but I have studied quite a bit. Hopefully this has been of help, and uh, I'm working on myself. Hopefully you're working on yourself. Hopefully we're all improving on something. We're all getting better, striving towards the good together. Thanks for watching. Tune in next time, and subscribe, subscribe, and let us know. Uh, if there's a comment you can make on something we could do better, please do that.